Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We are right there. A little bit of... You were looking at something online, weren't you? Well, uh, there you go. Good stuff. That's round two fight from Mortal Kombat. I know oh, a few it? of our listeners will oh, be appreciative oh, of that one. Oh, uh, you know, <laughs> my, my son Hudson would know that. Winners now brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can reach us on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. We're going there momentarily to hook up with Mark Spector for the horses and horse racing in Alberta. The horses remain in training. They continue receiving the utmost in care. Stay safe and we'll see you at the races when it's safe to do so. Guests on the show, with the exception of spec, receive gift certificates to Japanese Village. I only give them to my friends. Now open for takeout orders. Full details at jvedmonton.ca uh, Alright, and keep Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Now open Monday through Saturday. Uh, that number to text in will show 780-496-0063. Mark Spector, just before we get back to the hockey talk here, uh, Charles Grodin, did you ever see the movie Midnight Run? Oh, years and years ago, yes. I think it started with the premise that Charles Grodin had his was a thief, and he stole, maybe it was the other way around, uh, Robert De Niro's Daytimer. And yeah. it had, right, it had. Now let let me ask you this, because you've traveled extensively over the years. Have you ever lost your passport or your day timer or your cell phone? Today it would just be the cell phone or the passport or, or the your wallet. Yeah, have you ever lost that? No, uh, you know what? I'm knocking wood here, Bobby. I've left some stuff behind. Maddie left his leaves his laptop at the security in the airport once a trip, but I think that's just advanced age. Uh, I have not. I have not. I've been with someone who had a passport stolen. Never happened to me. I hate even saying it out loud, Bob. Yeah, uh, as you know, uh, and this is the first year in the 13 that I've done the games that I haven't flown with the team. Uh, we've been doing the games out of 6:30. Chet, our, our engineering department's been awesome in that regard. Uh, I occasionally put my uh, 
passport, and I try to keep it in the same pouch on my uh, briefcase, but I've occasionally been known to lose it actually on the plane. And it lends itself to, uh, mm-hmm. I spent about seven or eight minutes fidgeting around, and Jack used to get really frustrated and exasperated with me. Uh, you know, and it reminds me of the old legendary Claire Drake story, because I know you'd go into Coach Drake's office, and uh, he'd go, hey, I have something for you. And you'd go into his, uh, on his desk, and there would be like 60 or 73 things piled up on the desk right and he'd be yeah. like stop I, I want you to see this breakout drill we're working on i'm like and he, he goes it's right over here and it's under <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be like yeah. on the on the fourth paper on the sixth row where he'd have something st- he knew exactly where it was and he'd hand it to you like wow that's the middle zone breakout thanks coach drake like hey you know he was one of those guys that can think and process that way you know what i'm saying yeah, no, Coach Drake's office was legendary. It was an awful mess, and he was the only one that knew the map. Yeah. <laughs> he had the road map to that place. He also used to say when it came to the University Cup, Bob, never get too freaked out by a short sample size. All right, uh, Stafford Inspector with you, Mark. There's been a couple moves made in the last couple days, which make me go, hmm. Cassian back today. Dave Tippett, Jack Michaels tweeted out uh, that uh, Dave Tippett has stated that Zach's come a long way here. And, uh, could definitely potentially be an option to play. Slater Cuckoo, two straight days on defense with Ethan Bear. Uh, think back to, you know, the lessons learned, albeit, you know, maybe some would say thrown out the window, but Edmonton gave up a lot of deflection redirection goals against Chicago. The owners worked on that yesterday. Uh, I'm going to give you some numbers. Nurse. 17 playoff games. Barry, 26. Kulikov, 24. Larson, 20. Cuckoo, uh, 19. Bear, 4. So they that combined 43, 67, 87, 91. 110 games of playoff experience between the six of them. But they have added some size to that D with the potential deployment of Kulikov and Cuckoo. Specific to the defense, your thoughts on that? Well, first of all, you didn't name Jones, and I believe he has zero games of playoff experience. Correct? No, he got into the he got into two or three. He got into two or three last year against Chicago. He did. Okay, forgettable, I guess. Um, So I think that uh, you know I tweeted yesterday when Cuckoo was next to Bear that it shouldn't be a surprise because it doesn't surprise me at all that a National Hockey League coach who's trying to keep pucks out of his net wants a bigger, more experienced, more rugged, less mistake-prone player. You know, Caleb Jones might be better than Cuckoo at some point. He's not right now. And I know there's guys out there digging into their analytics who are going to say that that's an incorrect statement. But uh, in the eyes of, you know, watching games and in the eyes of, uh, of knowing what's going to happen in the playoffs with the need for size, with the need for experience, with the need for less risk, among that guy, uh, you know, among your third pairing, with a need for a guy who can kill penalties, and Cuckoo is vastly better and more experienced at that than Jones. This isn't me ripping up Jones. He's just not the player they need when set next to Slater Cuckoo right now. I would rather have Cuckoo on my third pairing and killing penalties than Caleb Jones. He just fits the bill. So I, I'm in no way am I surprised, Bob. To yeah, see that it. moving doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I, I know we brought it up on the show over the last month. You know how, and I at one point I think there was a question if Cuckoo could get back. He eventually, I was surprised. Mark, he within a month of being injured, when he broke his collarbone, he was back to traveling with the team. I was a little surprised by that. 
that. Mm. Uh, and uh, I know that actually it was uh, in the Cult of Hockey. Kurt Levins put a piece out about a month ago saying bet on them going with size on team. By the way, Caleb Jones got into two games last year in the play-in series, and now that's going to force me to uh, look up because uh, I am having a feeling. Uh, did he end up going in for – I'm just wondering who he went in. Did he go in for Clefbaum or – who was it? That, Larson. He went in for Larson, got knocked out after two games. Here's the thing, okay? Do you believe, Mark, like, I, I, I'm I, respecting Winnipeg as an opponent all day. Absolutely. I'm say, Yeah, the Oilers went 7-2. and two. Edmonton caught Winnipeg a couple times where Winnipeg was a little tired, just like Calgary caught Edmonton a couple times when Edmonton was a little tired. I have respect for Winnipeg, but the one thing I will say, I do think Edmonton's a different team. I do think there's greater role definition. Like, like the Oilers had a guy like Athanasiu last year, right? He was supposed to be a second slash third third line left wing. I wasn't sure what he would, you know, what his job was during the course, and and he had sure. about a good, he, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sure what he what what he was specifically. To he, do he didn't he didn't score like a top six player. He didn't defend like a bottom six player. So what exactly was he doing? Right, right. He was he you know he needed to get more regular season games in for the owners yeah. to get Absolutely. more comfortable. Whereas Innes, you know, in in fairness to Innes, I actually thought he was okay. And they kind of he got hurt in game three. Remember, he got belted by I believe it was yeah Doc. broke his ankle. And that was you know that hurt them a little bit in one goal games. Another guy that I'm not saying he wins or loses a series for you, but he at least knows what to do when he's in there um i the one thing i am more comfortable about this year's oilers team spec is even though the penalty killing numbers aren't as good as they were last year i mean they're 48 of their last 51 or something like that over the last 22 games like it seems to me there's greater role definition for the forwards and the coaches have sent us and the gm sent us a message on the defense being bigger and you got to grind it. Addition of Kulikov playing Cuckoo over Jones. I'm. A, I got to tell you, I'm a little bit more comfortable with that this year than maybe when we were in last August. What do you think? Oh, for sure. You talked about how you have to grind in the playoffs, right? And you got to grind through penalty kills, and it is about physicality way more than it is in the regular season. And the you know when it the the more physical the game becomes, the bigger I want my players to be. Obviously you gotta be able to play and you gotta be able to skate and all those things. Everybody knows that. But give me a big guy at this time of year in that role, Bob. Like who's your who's your top four penalty kill defenseman here for the order? It's really the four that they'll use. They'll use Kulikov and Larson and they'll use Nurse and Cuckoo probably, even though one of them and, might have to and, go to the other side. And Bear and Bear. And Bear kills penalties too. So they, so they got, got five, five penalties. Yep, five guys that can kill. Five, you know, decent, good penalty killers. So, which is awesome because guys are going to get hurt. So you got some reinforcements and all that. But, you know, the PK is a place where it's it's all about, you know, sacrificing and, and playing physical and, and winning those, you know, all those crappy goals that Chicago got on tips because someone couldn't handle someone's stick, right? Highmore got one. Taze got one. They weren't even scoring chances, Bob. They were long floaters, but the opposition player wasn't properly checked, and he got his stick on a puck, and frankly, Koskinen had zero chance on those goals, right? They're close-in deflections. Those are the goals that win you series because you won a battle, right? You out-battled the other team's defender, 
and you got your stick on a puck that left the goalie no chance. And you got to eliminate those goals or you're not going anywhere. And the lineup that Edmonton is dressing today is a bigger, stronger, more defensively uh, adept lineup that can eliminate those goals. Epstein's mother is Texas on the Ashley's Fine Floors text line. Epstein's mother says, Bob, last year, nurse, or sorry, cleft bomb. Clefbaum, I misread that. Clefbaum and Larson were supposed to be the top pairing. We would later find out that Clefbaum wasn't at 100%. And again, Mark, that's where you and me got hurt by not being down in the room on a daily basis. We would have had a better gauge of that if we'd yeah. been around the team more. And Larson did not play the final two games. And so that's the text that comes in from, uh, I'm paraphrasing from Epstein's mother. And Mark, where I'm going with this here, Adam Larson's a completely different player right now than he was a year ago. Yep. 100%. So is Darnell Nurse. You know, so is Darnell Nurse, right? Darnell Nurse is a vastly better player today than he was. Listen, again, I'm throwing the Chicago stuff out the window, but even last March when we when we put a pause on the season, uh, Nurse is a far better player, more experienced. He's just better. We've all watched it. Adam Larson is healthy, and he's really evolved into that hard, gritty, hard-to-play-against shutdown guy that every good team has at least one of. You know, Kulikov is is a veteran defenseman that's that's going to be good in those things. And you know, when maybe when you're leading three two, he's going to be on the ice. When you're down three two, maybe he's not getting as much ice time. That's fine. Uh, you know, this team does all those things better, Bob. Their best guys are better defensively. Their bottom six is bigger and stronger. They can go into a third period with a three two lead, and you don't have that nervous sort of feeling watching the Edmonton Oilers, wondering, hmm, I wonder when they're going to give up that third goal. Right, they're pretty good playing a one-goal game in the third period. They have been for some time, and that's a big difference because every playoff game, almost, you get that scenario. Someone's up or down by one in the third, and that's when you find out which team's made of. Mark, I mentioned before, I kind of teased a little bit, but I, I said I have a theory as to why the save percentage from Connor Hellebuck was because he was 923 against the rest of the Canadians division the Canadian division so basically the same as last year's Vezina Trophy win okay and why that save percentage is different against Edmonton okay. hear? because Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl don't put pucks on the net for, for the sake of putting pucks on the net okay so we can all Nate we all agree Nate McKinnon is a wonderful player Fantastic. Top five player in the world. Nobody would debate that, right? Mm-hmm. Colorado is a volume shooting team, and they're good. And they're way deeper right now than Edmonton. Lines, you know, two, three, and three. Or two and three. And we'll see where the Oilers can get to with some cap space this summer. Do you know what Nate McKinnon's shooting percentage was? No. 9.7%. Okay? That's Still what pretty good. Yeah. Okay. 9.7%. The Oilers don't put pucks on the net for the sake of putting, but what they did a much better job of this year is out grade A chancing the opposition teams in the Canadian division. Do you know what Connor McDavid's shooting percentage was this season? What? 16.5. Dry hmm. side. Remember when he got the 50 goals and people said, well, he'll never shoot at 20% again. Well, he might not shoot at 20%, but he was at 18.5% this year. The right. Oilers, the Oilers don't need to get as many shots with the way they play. They have an elite power play, two straight years, two percent higher than anybody else in the league, 
and they're five on, and that's why there's a little bit of deceptiveness to what they do five on five because they don't volume shoot with those two lines on the ice. They're looking for a higher grade scoring opportunity. And when you like, when I'm watching Colorado last night against St. Louis. They're just pumping pucks on the net, spec, spec and attacking the net. You know what I'm saying? And creating yeah, chaos. Was, and creating chaos. Edmonton, Edmonton might not have the wherewithal to play that way, but they don't play the way, that way. And, I mean, Patrick Kane shot at 8% this year for the Hawks, 7.9%. Just food for thought in that regard. I just thought I'd share that with you. Very quickly, what's been the best other series that you've seen so far? Well, I didn't see a ton on the weekend, so I, I you know, everyone's talking up to Tampa, Florida. I'm going to watch that game tonight. Uh, I did watch Colorado, and they were very impressive last night. St. Louis pushed back here and there, but Colorado's good, man. You know, I and listen. We were. They, I thought they should have come out of the West in the bubble last year, but they got all those injuries and they lost their goalies. Remember? Yes. Dallas ended up beating them. Who was in their goal? I don't remember. By was, the it, end. was it? Was it Hutchinson? Hutchinson, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just didn't have goal today. They were giving up lousy goals all the way through. I, they should have. To me, they should have been in the Stanley Cup last season. And when I watch them play, I know it's only one game, but looking at that lineup and what they got going on, <laughs> they look very much like a team that will be in the Stanley Cup. This season, Bob. All right. So, McDavid, Drysaddle, Nurse, and Smith had massive years. Uh, we've talked a bit about goaltending. Give me another player that has to have a good series to ensure Edmonton beats the Winnipeg Jets. Well, I think I think what's it's that player is going to come from the bottom six of the Edmonton Oilers, and I think that player is going to be a guy that's got to you know contribute some actual goals here to be a difference maker. You know, the Oilers have got a, a ton of scoring out of their defense this year that we didn't necessarily expect. And that's a lot of their secondary scoring actually came yeah. from blue liners, right? Yep. Uh, in the playoffs, you know, maybe it happens again, maybe it doesn't. But I'm looking at a guy in the bottom six who can score, and I think that guy's James Neal. You know, he's, if we're going to keep going back to Chicago, he actually played pretty well in that series, him and Chase on. Um, we'll see how the lines get made up, Bob, whether. Cassian holds his spot on the Neal line uh, with McLeod, or whether he doesn't, we'll see what happens. But to me, the one guy, the untapped guy who can score, and I know Oilers fans are down on James Neal, and I get it, salary, age, speed, I get all that stuff. But if you're asking me a guy that can pop his head up and and you know maybe score you three goals in a series that really make a difference, to me it would be James Neal. Well, he got two and four games last year. He's got 33 and 108 career games, Mark. So he's been a guy that's been able to contribute offensively. Chase on, you mentioned he had a goal and uh, two points in the four games. They were not the problem uh, in last year. It was the middle two. It was the wingers on the second line, and the third line gave him nothing. Uh, the guy I, I'm going to say is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Um uh, because I don't, I don't think the Jets. If McDavid and Drysdale are split, if Nugent Hopkins has a good series, I don't think that. Like that to me would mean that Drysdale and Nugent are going, and I'm going to bet that Connor's going to be going. And you know, I and 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 so when you and remember last year, RNH was with McDavid, and I remember, I remember having somebody from Chicago tell me, if they play RNH with McDavid, that's where Taze is going. And it mm-hmm. turned out that Kirby Doc had a way better series than people thought. He was great. And even though Dry, even though Dry Settle contributed, the Oilers scored enough goals to win uh, to win the series. Didn't ultimately come to be. Mark, uh, you're patient. Uh, so, have you have you had any chance at all to see uh, 
Boston Washington last couple yeah games. I watched I watched a whole bunch of that game last night too it was an excellent game and love, love look at Taylor Hall what a bounce back guy man you know his year in Buffalo was so poor I mean what did he have two goals or something he was awful yeah. and yeah. his experience is the whole experience COVID losing team brutal organization and now you watch him playing for Boston let's say a guy who got out of jail uh, he was a huge factor in that game last night Bob he was a the, all Washington could handle. The other guy I want to shout out was uh, Jake, Jake. Brusk with a goal yep. in both games, and he's he's getting out of whatever he was in this year. And you know what? Could have won the game late with a one timer, but uh, nonetheless, two two left wingers, uh, one of them who may be there next year, and one of them who might not. Bob uh, were two of Boston's better players last night. Good stuff, Spec. Thanks for your time. We'll hook up later in the week. All right, Bobby. Enjoy the hockey tomorrow night. Yep, for the horses and horse race in Alberta, that is Mark Spector. Quickly into the Ashley Five Floors text line. Colorado says this texter uh, looks like every other team playing at 1.25 uh, times speed. They're fast. Uh, again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Bob, I think that Connor and Leon, another text start of Edmonton, says I think Connor and Leon really have Hellebuck rattled. They've got his number, and I don't expect him to be in the net for a long time if they pop a couple fast ones on him. Brassois played better against Edmonton, I think. You might correct me on that. Well, I mean, we'll talk about that coming up with Moret, uh, Moret Atesh. Um, it's an interesting one. There's no question. Hellebuck struggled. And again, my theory is, Edmonton, the, the the caliber of, of chances that he faced against the Oilers were higher. He, he by the way, he had he he was uh, second was Connor Hellebuck in a stat called goals saved above replacement, second in the league. Uh, Mike Smith was in the top five in that category as well. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll come back. On Oilers now at uh, to, to, to do 127. Actually, we'll run up into the break here. I'll head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Marat Atesh when we return on Oilers now from the Athletic Out of Winnipeg. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.